Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up to a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had sinned until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. Do please be seated. I'm just going to ask, actually, would you like to just all come down and come and have a sit at the front? And I feel like I've actually got a bit of a congregation. These lovely people helping me are all from the same family, so you don't need to worry. This is all entirely COVID safe. Now, I wanted to ask you girls something. Do you know anything about St. Valentine? I'll, I'll repeat it back so everybody can tell. Is, do, is there anything you know about St. Valentine? No? He represents love. Yeah, that's right. Well, I'll tell you a little story about St. Valentine. He was a priest at the, t at the time of the Emperor Claudius, by legend or tradition. Um, and he, at that time, Claudius wanted to have... Oh, I'm up on the screen. Um, Claudius wanted to have a, um, a, a functioning army, but he found that all the men wanted to stay at home with their wives. So he had a cunning and evil plan, and that was to ban all weddings so that men wouldn't be able to go and spend time with their wives. And then he'd have some fighters. Now, Valentine was a great believer in marriage. And so he, in secret, he went away and he married couples and they whispered their vows in dark places to get themselves married. So because of this, eventually he was found out. Christians weren't really flavor of the month either to be honest. And so he ended up being thrown into jail prior to his execution. And while he was in prison, he got to know the, the jailer's daughter. And um, she was blind and he prayed for her to be healed. And she was apparently healed of her blindness. And on the day of his execution, because they got to know one another quite well and used to speak a lot, before he went off to be executed, he left her a note putting with love from your Valentine. And so that's where, and he died on this day in 226 AD. And that's why we send things like these. So what on earth has that got to do with the gospel reading that we've just heard about Jesus? Well, stick around because you'll find out. Now, I don't know about you, but I love weddings. I love all the cute flower girls and the page boys and all the fashion, fun and festivity. And I'm afraid we've all been rather starved of that in the last year. But I think one of the most favorite things that I get is a, is a privilege of being a priest is the looks that pass between the bride and groom when they come up to the steps. Often the look of adoring love from the groom 
Um, although I did hear one story once of when the groom, the, the bride had spent so much time getting made up. And she, I think she'd been a little heavy handed. And when she arrived at the front, he turned to her and went, who are you? <laughs> anyway, um, I love that bit where they look at each other. The look of love is very special. And I think there's also something deeper going on, not just the human love, and it's certainly something deeper than just a piece of paper. Now, here's another piece of paper. I don't know whether you've seen many of these in your life. Have you? <laughs> you have. Oh, this has got some enthusiasm for that, yes. Well, um, obviously, you're rolling in it in the Valance household, so I know where to go around for my next collection. Um, so I did... I chose a 50 because I thought, well, it's pink and it's Valentine's Day. Um, now this, you could say, because it's got a rather wonderful, uh, I think, I don't know what you, what you call that, an engraving, I think, um, on it of the Queen. So you could say that that's a piece of art, couldn't you? Yeah, it's pretty good. There's also another picture on the back of um, Matthew Bolton and James Watt. Uh, I'm not going to talk about them today, and not just because I don't know anything about them. Um, so it's, it's a piece of art. It's a piece of paper. It's got words on it. But that's just on the surface. It, has, it bears an image of someone really important. And it also has a promise on it. I promise to pay the bearer that on demand the sum of 50 pounds. Now, that idea of something that's bearing an image and a promise is a bit like marriage. The Bible starts with the story of the creation of male and female in the image of God. So the image of God is reflected in the marriage of Adam and Eve. Marriage is a gift of God in creation is what priests say um, at wedding ceremonies. And by the way, don't ever think that a vicar is going to worry about you getting married in church if you don't believe. Because as far as Christian theology is concerned, if God made it, he turns up at every wedding. And so you can't keep him out anyway. Marriage is used in the Bible as an example of the faithfulness that exists between God and his people. And Jesus mentions marriage. His first miracle happens at Cana in Galilee, where he turns water into wine at a wedding. And there's little bits through scripture mentioning both that marriage represents faithfulness to God, but also uh, adultery and people leaving relationships represents unfaithfulness to God. But the book of Revelation, which is right at the end of the Bible, ends with these verses. I saw the holy city the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. It speaks of the destiny of all God's people, which is to be with God forever. And it's not just in the book of Revelation. In fact, Jesus refers to this hope somewhat obliquely, but he does in words that you might have heard far more often at funerals than at weddings. In my father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I not have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I prepare a place for you, I will bring you to be with me where I am. That's what Jesus says. 
And it doesn't make much sense, really. People have talked about many mansions, the idea there's sort of a, a kind of heavenly, more park estate where everybody gets their own place. But it's not actually like that. Heaven, the image that he's using is that that's all based around betrothal in the Jewish tradition at the time, where people didn't have their own houses. They all lived together in one household. So you have multiple generation households. And when a man found a woman he wished to marry, he would get betrothed. And after betrothing, the man would return to his father's house and start building a room on that house, which is where they would live. When the room was ready, he would go and get his bride and bring her to be with him. And that was the point at which they were married when she moved in. It's why that story about the wise and foolish virgins makes so much sense because they are really stupid bridesmaids if they have to wait till the room is ready and they haven't got spare oil because they clearly haven't watched Grand Designs. Anyway, the passage we've heard about the transfiguration of Jesus when he goes onto the mountaintop and becomes all dazzling white is not linked to marriage, of course, but it's all about this extraordinary experience of the disciples when Jesus was transfigured before them and became just lit up, dazzling white. The man, like all others, suddenly revealed in his true glory. I have a friend who says that the transfiguration is Jesus saying to the disciples, this is what I really look like, boys. But at a wedding, the bride walks down the aisle and it's a breathtaking moment. It's a very special moment. And then comes to stand and be with her groom. And while it's a wonderful thing to look at human love, I think it's also a moment of transfiguration when the veil between the human and the divine is lifted briefly for a moment and we catch a glimpse of our future hope and glory to be with Jesus forever. It's the mystery of Christ and his church, of his love for us and our destiny to be with him.